0: Fred Ricciani of the Sports Courier. In this interview, we chat with Nebraska linebacker and defensive MVP, Jojo Doman, who enters the 2022 NFL Draft. Well, Jojo, thank you so much for joining us on TSC News on MNN. Before we get to everything you're doing right now, how you got to this point, can you just reflect a little bit on your Nebraska football career and how it all ended?
1: Yeah, man, playing at Nebraska was a dream come true. Uh, I was there for six seasons. Played as a true freshman and then uh, redshirted because of medical reasons. And then I ended up finding my way on the field and led all the way up to this year where I felt like I was dominating out there. So I wouldn't trade it for the world, the ups and downs, the wins, the losses. Uh, grew a lot as a man and, and, and grew up and found a love for the game beyond just the wins and losses and, and the camaraderie of the team and, and the shared adversity. So it was it was quite the experience and I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: And of course, congrats on the Senior Bowl invite. I understand as well you're going to be headed to the NFL scouting combine, first time in person for in, in a couple of years. What's that like for you to finally be able to get up close and personal with some of these scouts?
1: It's really exciting uh, watching the Senior Bowl and the combine growing up. Specifically, the combine. It's like kind of surreal that I already did the Senior Bowl and then I'm going to Indianapolis. So, uh, just you know, more mentally than anything, just preparing myself for the moment. Uh, you only get to run the 40 twice. And, you know, if you mess up, you mess up. So just trying to take as many mental reps as I can and, and just being so detailed in, in everything that I do. So when my opportunity comes that I'm, I'm there to take advantage of it.
0: Not only were you killing it on the field at Nebraska, but you were keeping busy off the field. You're doing charity work. I heard real estate, a, a podcast. Seems like you were juggling a whole lot for such a young guy. So what was the day in the life like for you when you were killing it on the field in Nebraska and off the field?
1: Yeah, I definitely like to keep myself busy. Uh, After we, I did a, uh, the beat with uh, Husker online, Sean Callahan every Sunday, Monday, and we did it starting in July and we did 18 episodes all the way through December. So after games, um, on Sundays or Mondays, I'd go in and record for an hour, hour and a half. Um, and then obviously everything that comes with football and school and uh, and then the downtime. So I definitely kept myself busy, but I feel like it also helped me lock in and really just, you know, find that flow state of just of, man, I'm in college football, playing at Nebraska, living my best life, trying to take advantage of my senior year at NIL. Uh, this once in a lifetime opportunity, so it really just kind of honed me into the moment. And man, I'm excited for what's to come.
0: You were the Nebraska defensive MVP after going through what you went through these these last few years. You know, how does it feel to really end on a high note?
1: It uh, it's it's humbling because you know going to Nebraska, I chose Nebraska because of the rich tradition and you know what it means to play for Nebraska. And it was kind of big shoes to fill. And a part of me didn't know if I was going to be able to fill them. And after my true freshman year kind of getting thrown into the fire and then tearing my ACL twice in seven months, um, a lot of doubt creeped in. And I just – I didn't know if this was for me, if I could even do it. You know, this dream of playing in the NFL since I was four years old seemed pretty, you know, far-fetched. So 2018, 2019, you know, just I was out there, but I wasn't making plays and I wasn't dominating like – you know, I did in high school and that I expected myself to, and then 2020 rolls around and I feel like I had a, I had a decent season and the the whole reason to come back was to really just play the type of football I know I'm capable of playing. And, you know, I'm older than I'm a super senior. So I'm older than everybody. Um, I'm working harder than everybody. I'm watching more film. Just like I, I really trusted and was confident in my preparation and everything I was doing on and off the field to put me in a position to be successful. So, uh, that's why I came back and, you know, the season went the way it did and it, to be recognized as a, as a defense MVP is definitely an honor. And, uh, but you know, it's a, it's a game, it's a team game and there's 11 of us out there.
0: Kudos to you. And you, you did mention you, you, you were older than pretty much every one of your teammates. You're going to be one of the older rookies going into it. But as we know, football, especially on the defensive side, is a grown man's game we saw with the super Bowl defense with championships so do you feel like your college experience and your age and everything you've overcome up to the, up to this point that you're kind of going to be a more seasoned rookie than maybe some of the
1: other guys going into the draft absolutely i mean growing up with my dad and we talked before we hopped on uh i've i've seen every way to to succeed in this sport and i've also seen every way to fail i've seen second third round guys uh, not make it to their second contract. And I've seen undrafted rookies play 10 years in the league and win two Super Bowls. So it's not about, you know, the pristine of when you get drafted and how, how highly scouted you are. It's, it's really about, you know, what, what you do when you get there. And I'm really excited to honestly be a rookie again, be the, you know, have to work my way up the ladder and to prove myself. I mean, that's all very exciting and, uh, low expectations. So you exceed all expectations and I'm looking to contribute right away. I think, yeah, being an older guy and already having the, the preparation and the habits and the lifestyle that I, that I've implemented and that I'm living out as we speak, it's, I'm ready to go. Like there's no, there's no daunting, uh, something too big for me anymore. It's like, I know I have that blind faith in myself in my preparation and, I'm just ready. I'm ready for combat.
0: I dig it. And you mentioned your dad. Now, full disclosure, folks, I, I've known your dad. I've known your mom for about a decade now. They rep a number of NFL players. I've rep a number of draft picks, most notably right now, presently Luke Rhodes, who just got a massive contract as an all-pro long snapper for the Indianapolis Colts. They've repped Mod Bradshaw, Josh Hill. The list goes on and on. So growing up, you mentioned that you fell in love with football at the age of four. How much did it help you having parents who not only love the game, but are literally involved in the game and being able to have a front row seat to all these success stories and, you know, unfortunately some failures as well.
1: It definitely is a blessing, and I don't know if I would have been able to – I mean, I just grew this deep love for the game at such a young age and just had, like, crazy big aspirations that, like, I wanted to fulfill um, through the game. And, like I already touched on, like, I didn't always believe it, but I always felt it in, in my heart. And to now be here, it's, it's, I wouldn't be here without my parents. I wouldn't be here without all the adversity and every obstacle and every high and every low. Like I'm a true believer that everything happens for a reason. And without all those triumphs and with all those setbacks, I I wouldn't be where I'm at where I am today. So I'm just thankful for it all.
0: It obviously helps having parents that put you in the right position, that give you that confidence and that mentorship. But when did you personally realize like, okay, I can go to college. I could kill it on the college game. And hey, maybe I could even make this a career.
1: Shoot. I realized I was just flat out better than everybody. Basically, when I put on the pads right away um, in sixth grade was when my mom let us play tackle. But I mean, in high school, I would have been like I was I, I thought big, but I also thought I tried to I thought I was thinking realistic and was like, man, I'd walk on. Um, I mean, any a Mountain West offer would be a dream offer like that'd be insane. So as you can imagine, like when Nebraska came knocking, it was like, whoa, they think I could play for their school and I, and I don't like, it was almost like that challenge that I needed to like push myself to that next level and believing in myself and uh, getting just pulling it out of me, that work ethic, that competitive spirit that I think all of us have, but I'm definitely rooted in to just be the best version of myself. And that's what, in Nebraska brought that out of me. What was it like playing for head coach Scott Frost? four years with coach. It was, it was a lot of ups and downs, man. We went through a lot of adversity. Uh, hope he turns it around. Um, yeah, man, it's, it, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than, it's bigger than coach Frost. It's bigger than me. It, it's what it, the, the special thing about Nebraska is what it means to play for Nebraska and to have a whole state, uh, rooting for you and, uh, cheering you on and, and behind you knowing your names. Like when I wasn't playing, like, you wouldn't believe how many people knew who I was. And it was just like astonishing to me. So just to have that support from a whole state behind your football program is something special.
0: I mean, these Nebraska fans are hardcore. I'm constantly seeing them tweet Mel Kuyper and all these people, Hey, where's Jojo on your draft board and everything. I mean, I I would imagine (laughs) that, that, I would imagine that support's pretty awesome.
1: Oh yeah. And it goes, and it even goes beyond the football field to like you touched on earlier, like the charity events, the, the runs, the cancer runs, the, the Hoffman foundation, like it it goes beyond the football program and it's, it's truly a special place. I always said that Nebraska people is what makes the people is what makes Nebraska special.
0: Well, you've been very gracious with your time, but we always like to ask all our guests some kind of random rapid fire questions just for fans to get to know them better. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, let's go. Let me lean forward. (laughs) Favorite cheat meal or late night snack? Oh, my gosh. cheat meal, chips, and queso.
0: There you go. I dig it. Uh, You're a Colorado boy. Favorite spot in Colorado?
1: Manitou Incline, Garden of the Gods. Mm.
0: Favorite spot in Nebraska? Uh,
1: Memorial Stadium. (laughs) All right. Favorite place to eat in Nebraska? Uh, Probably Cohen. It's a Japanese hibachi grill. Favorite
0: player growing up?
1: Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Peyton Manning.
0: If I was an NFL scout and I asked you whose game do you most resemble, who would you say?
1: The honey badger. Love it. It's all about the ball. It's all about the ball.
0: Most awkward moment as a football player?
1: <laughs> uh, I've had a handful. Probably when you think you're about to lay somebody out, and then you are the one that end up getting laid out. <laughs> Which I mean, my true freshman year happened a couple times on kickoff return where I went. I mean, I had a seemingly like 250, 260 guy barreling down on me that ended up projecting me like five yards back on my back, which was nuts.
0: You play this game long enough, you're going to end up on a poster sometimes, right? Maybe sometimes you're the one putting them on the poster.
1: Right, definitely. <laughs> so you have a
0: lot of fan support, of course, but you know, you got these armchair quarterbacks and defensive coordinators at home as well. So I like to ask all football players this. What's the biggest misconception of your position being a linebacker?
1: Probably that... We can't cover because I mean, you have to cover. You'd be surprised how hard it is to keep your eyes on the quarterback, but also like feel these route concepts and guys running in front of you guys running behind you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really a tough position to be in. You're right in the middle of everything. So, um, yeah, maybe that.
0: As I mentioned, your dad is literally a certified NFL PA agent. If you weren't a football player, would you have gone the agency route or was there another alternate career path in the JoJo multiverse?
1: (laughs) Um, Craig told me I could be anything in the world except for an agent, so scratch that. (laughs) And I went to Nebraska to, and I initially majored in broadcast journalism. And after my first week in broadcast school, I was, like, confused why they were telling me as a freshman what to say. And I did. And I ended up just getting an advertising public relations major. So, you know, I'm really an outdoors guy. So after football, I really just see myself uh, getting relative and going and climbing some mountains before I'm ready for that next endeavor. What's the weirdest,
0: wackiest thing a scout or media member has ever asked you?
1: <laughs> um, when I was at the senior bowl and we met with all, every team, like – Most of the teams, a few teams were like, who's your agent? And had no idea. and But most of the teams, like, very subtly, like, were just like, is your dad? Like, who's your agent? Is it your dad? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So – uh, I thought it was kind of funny how they just, they kind of already knew without even asking, but they had to ask anyways.
0: You do a lot off the field. I would imagine you're still doing a lot of charity work and positively impacting your community. Is there anything you'd like us to know about on the charity front that you're working on? Maybe an organization you want us to check out?
1: Yeah, I rate, we raised me Edgewater Insurance through our podcast. we raised like $21,000 over this past fall for 12 different charities throughout Nebraska. So it'd be hard to just point out one. Um. but yeah man I'm always looking to just use this platform where I used to look up to my dad's guys and guys across the league and just look at them as a superhero so um to just use that platform to really just spread light spread love and 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 paying it forward to that next generation and that's that's what I aspire to do
0: much respect to you man and I always tell people when they ask me about interviewing football players, like you always hear about the, the bad headlines, but there are so many guys on the college level and the pro level who have foundations for a reason. They're always, you know, doing something for the community, always paying it forward. Uh, when did you decide to say, you know what, I'm not just going to use this platform, you know, to make money to have success, but to give back to the community.
1: Yeah. I don't really know when it happened. I think I always knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, I mean, with my parents, they had a nonprofit uh, pro football camp growing up. It's been going for 16 years now and uh, we don't we don't make a dime if if lose money on that. And then just praise with the pros where NFL guys come in and they give their their testament and their testimony on uh you know what how they got to where they're at and their relationship with their creator and, and the ups and downs and just you know, growing up around that, hearing those different stories and perspectives and life lessons, it just always kind of fueled me to do the same.
0: Now I know you got a long way to go in your career. Knock on wood, but for any younger folks watching this, maybe they're in middle school or high school, have a dream of playing football or any other sports. What's the best piece of advice you give them for success?
1: There's so much. There's so much depth uh, behind success. It's hard to just point out one specific. You know, I'd say it's like an embodiment of belief. Um, kind of like I've touched on on this interview, like. I believed in my heart, but I didn't always believe in my head. And if you can almost just, if you just always follow your heart, stay in your heart, um, and just believe in yourself. And when you believe in yourself, uh, your actions will follow. And that commitment, that discipline, that work ethic will all follow if you just believe in yourself. And sometimes you have to have blind faith, um, in the unknown, in, regardless of your circumstances, if your external environment's not reflecting your internal environment, then d- are you gonna get down on it or are you gonna keep pushing? So I just, you know, encourage all young athletes to to define what they want um, and why they want it and and then you know commit themselves to it fully. And if it's all about yourself, it's probably uh, maybe not gonna be what you thought it was going to be. But when when you do it out of a, a giving heart that, you know, your parents, your creator, your life experiences have all led you to this point to even have this dream, then it gives you the courage and the willpower to pay it forward in a selfless way.
0: Fantastic, man. Absolutely powerful stuff. Bonus question. Was there anything you wish I asked you?
1: (laughs) Uh, No, man, I'm out on. I'm out in Florida, Fort Myers, Florida, enjoying the weather, enjoying the water. So I appreciate uh, you having me on and all the insightful questions and I look to uh, hopping on here soon again. Yeah, man.
0: Can't, can't wait. Knock on wood. Next time you hop on here, you'll be part of an NFL team and we'll be uh, chopping it up about your brand new NFL experience. Jojo, before we let you go, absolute pleasure. Where can we find you online?
1: Find me on Instagram, uh, Jojo Doman, and then Twitter at the dominator. Uh, yeah, I got a fun little uh, JoJo Doman draft journey coming out on YouTube and I'll be, uh, you know, sending, promoing that out on Twitter and Instagram. So a lot of fun content coming up here for me in the near future. And if you guys want to follow along, you know where to find me.